Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. guys hope you're having a good last day of the year and i wanted to get on here since it's kind of a fun fucking around type day had uh one of these little break room episodes so as i always like to say you know this is not how the show is changing and what the show is changing into this is just a fun thing i know most of you understand that some still don't get it so uh back to normal stuff tomorrow actually have a deeper dive into the darpa hive mind um sws and the seas so a lot of fun stuff that i'm working on over the next week and then um i think that we'll kind of get back into the normal flow of things with the uh start of the new year so i hope that you enjoyed this one this one was with ron weed the imaginarium of thought i love talking with this guy he's a great dude and i hope that you enjoyed this one like to keep the intro short just so that y'all can uh have some kind of mindless listening to today if you don't already have it there's a lot of it out there but this is fun. Ron and I talk about all kinds of fun stuff. A lot of WWE, um, a little bit of food, some Filipino food and stuff like that. So had a lot of fun. Big thanks to Ron. And hope everybody has a great new year and you eat something good for your last meal of the year. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon, guys. Enjoy this episode with Ron Weed of the Imaginarium of Thought. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another one of these goofy little sideshow things that we've been doing. Haven't released one in like, it feels like two weeks or so. And uh, I figured since we're, you know, getting back in the swing of things, this will be the last episode of the year. And I mean, I couldn't have a better guest than Mr. Ron Weed here. I figured we could get into some weird shit, probably talk about some weird stuff, probably just talk about like random shit too. And then I kind of wanted to learn a little bit about you. Uh, like other than the stuff that I learned when you were telling me your story the first time that we spoke in an episode, man. So how's it going over there? I was doing pretty good. Uh, just, uh, just, yeah, it's the end of the year. Uh, and I've had a pretty crazy year ever since I've talked to you, you know, <laughs> mm. you don't know how long I've been uh, trying to tell that story to people over the internet. You, hey, hit these people up. I've contacted so many people and, uh, I saw you, um, posting something about Gematria. I think you're on an episode or something. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send it to him. And you were just the first person to be like, wait a minute. This shit's weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it was, great. So, was that this year? I thought that was last year. Was that it this was last year? year but uh, it's kind of like this whole year has just kind of been like, uh, you know, the, the stone rolling down the hill since, since that point, you know? And, yeah. It's like a time uh, warp too, for everybody. I know you're talking about like your situation in particular, but, Time has moved really strangely over the last couple of years, it seems. So we'll probably, you know, I don't know, dude, but it's interesting. I know that you uh, do that show, The Imaginary Thought, with your friends. Mm-hmm. Are you guys still doing both? Are everyone still involved with that show or did you kind of change it up a little bit? Um, 
Yeah, it started out with just me just ranting. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I hated like just talking to myself. Like right. it's, it's so hard to do a podcast by yourself, man. Like you just you're like, what am I even fucking talking about after a while? Yeah, you feel crazy, huh? You feel crazy, and uh, so I'm glad uh, I had two of my close childhood friends. Uh, they listen to podcasts and they wanted to get into it. My other friend, he's just uh, so busy, so he kind of dropped off the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, me and my other friend, Zach, we've been putting it together and it's just cool to, you know, to see more than one person give a shit about listening right. to us. So. Well, that's what it's about, dude. And then, uh, so what do you guys talk about there on the Imaginarium of Thought? Um, all sorts of different conspiracy type things. And, um, uh, he's, he's kind of like new into conspiracies and he, don't really look super deep into that kind of stuff. So it's nice to have him balance everything out, keep it, keep the information grounded for maybe a new list of people who are just getting into conspiracies and stuff like that too. Nice. So kind of casual conversational type things. Yeah. And then, um, you know, every once in a while I try to try to put a deep spin on it, you know, and uh, just try to go all over the place and create a spider web of connections. I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's tough, but that's what you guys are good at. I like the uh the your angle on Gematria and everything. That's the the big thing that I learned from like what you say. And like when you come on my shows, I always try and tie it in somehow. And you always have like a pretty pretty nice way to make that stuff make sense. So anyone in, interested in Gematria or anything like that, or just like chill conversation, check out Imaginarium of Thought. It's fun. It's a good show, and you guys seem like good dudes. You said that you guys were all friends since kids. Yeah, uh, the co-host I know now, I've known him since I was eight years old. He was my neighbor uh, when I first moved to uh, Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And um, my other friend, I've known him since uh, the ninth grade, about 15. So. <laughs> okay, who's the who's the friend that you knew since a kid? Was that Zach? Uh, Zach, yeah. Zach? So yeah. you guys go to the same school, I'm assuming, when you're kids? Uh, we we kind of did, but we were, we were neighbors, so... Uh, um, he kind of went to private school and stuff like that. So. Oh, okay. So then, are you guys getting home around the same time and like playing video games and like eating and shit? Like right when you get home from school, or is it different times? Oh yeah, uh, it was just uh, you know, we were neighbors, so we were basically like brothers from another mother. You know. <laughs> okay. What I kind can, of stuff are you guys do. doing as kids? Kids, um, well, playing video games, and we we're we were all uh, really into wrestling when we first met so he had like a little like uh toy wrestling ring <laughs> we would each have like two characters and we'd you know put together a little like <laughs> wrestling match on the fly and stuff. Dove, dude what do you remember what this thing was called i'm gonna try and pull these up it was it was just like a rest it was like a miniature wrestling ring and it had like little strings for the ropes and stuff like that <laughs> and uh and uh so we we did stuff like that we we'd made it we made up a little kids games that's that's a thing like a lot of kids don't know about now just making up shit and then doing it you know and having fun like that like uh yeah like make-believe shit or does it any of these look familiar let's see oh yeah any of them definitely definitely not one the top left this (laughs) one yeah because you can move the you know you take your little wrestling figures you know and you can adjust them make them run off the ropes and stuff and were they wwe guys like who are some of the wrestlers that you guys had oh uh 
Oh, man, uh, Johnson. Johnson. You know, Farouk. Yeah, yeah, ju- that was it right there. <laughs> That's so sick. Real flex ropes. I bet you guys broke the shit out of the ropes. We did. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick, dude. This actually looks kind of cool. Because what yes. year were you born? Are you are you the same age as me, or are you a little younger? Uh, I think I'm older. I'm uh, 86. 86, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, you're playing with a lot of the 90s stuff. Yeah, like, um, back then, like, uh, it's just so, it was just such a different time. Like, the phones, the way phones work, the way TVs work. Like, when there's a TV show on, you wanted to watch it. You, you gotta sit there and watch that shit. There's no other time, you know, unless you want to catch it next week on the rerun and, uh, the bathroom breaks, you know, it's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when you're taking a piss and then the show, you hear the, the character talking again you gotta pinch it off and run back in there <laughs> all right are any of these looking familiar because i'm i'm curious what your go-to oh here we go what your go-to action figure was those actually look a lot like how i remember them i guess like these are the straight 80s ones here dude like oh, right, straight 80s i think so because so these are what the hell is that company i can't even see the company like but, giga or something yeah maybe gig gig yeah there was uh i don't know if you've seen the show on netflix i've mentioned it a couple times on here the toys that made us yeah dude they had the wwe one and it's so sick it's like by far the best one i mean wrestling was so huge like uh you know I actually did an episode with a ghost about it about uh pro wrestling and stuff like that yeah and um yeah it's just a you know, we're not supposed to talk about conspiracy here, but yeah, <laughs> wrestling no, is talk like about whatever, dude. huge with conspiracies and um, and uh, stuff like that. All the different stories behind it, people getting killed off, how there was like an NWO Illuminati type <laughs> right. uh, thing. Um, Damn, these are dope. These are so fun to look at, man. I wish that I had some of these still. <laughs> They're so cool. <laughs> But yeah, man. The uh, <clears throat> so who was your favorite wrestler as a kid? Ooh, um, you know, I know he not he was kind of like the heel, but I was when I first kind of started getting into, I was into like Razor Ramon, <laughs> the Undertaker and stuff. Because I just like Razor know. Razor Ramon. He'd walk up and flick his uh, toothpick into people's face and shit. <laughs> really, dude? I don't even remember this guy. I'm gonna have to look him up real quick. Razor Ramon. Yeah. Steve, uh, Steve, Na- oh, no, yeah, Steve Nash or Scott Hall. No, Steve Nash was uh, Diesel, so it was uh, S- S- Scott Hall. This dude right here, <laughs> yeah, Razor Ramon. <laughs> oh man, was this guy in the eighties or the nineties? Uh, nineties. He was. Uh, you remember Diesel? No, man, I wasn't as big into it as some people, and when I got into it, I got into it late. Uh, me and like my old co-host, my cousin Brandon. Um. I never know how to intro, like how to mention him because I know him as my cousin, but everyone knows him as my co-host. We <laughs> started because we kind of grew up like brothers too. Like he he uh, ended up moving farther away, but we started watching this. Oh man, those are nice. We started watching this in uh, like the early two thousands, late nineties. Dude, what would you do for a pair of those? <laughs> That is so sick. They're they're pink shorts with yellow razors on them. It says Razor Ramon. <laughs> Big fan of that. 
Yeah, and um, Zach, my co-host, he was a Shawn Michaels and uh, Bret Hart guy, which was funny because they were rivals, but he was like, there was there was this like two favorite wrestlers. That's kind of uh, cool, dude. We liked Kane, The Undertaker, The Rock. Um, I think everybody liked The Rock, man. It kind of sucks what he is now. We didn't know that we were feeding a monster by all liking The Rock. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, probably pound for pound, the greatest of all time, to be honest. Uh, he's he he started it like he started that whole era um the rock was huge in that era but i feel like without stone cold i don't know if the rock could have you know because they kind of feed it off each other right um, well yeah because the uh, stone cold was kind of the heel right yeah he was kind of the heel and then the rock rock was he was the people's champ yeah that's right he was kind of a heel when he first came came out though because he was a part of the uh nation of domination right and then he like for like an anniversary, then he got them all like a picture of himself. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so stupid. Dude, I oh, yeah, man. I'm looking through I typed in most iconic wrestling toys. There's some great ones here, for sure. And this he guy, did- uh he wasn't super a uh, super big star, but I like uh Aman Johnson. Aman? He, How do you spell it? Uh I think it's A H M E D. M A D like that? Yeah, I think so. Uh Johnson Johnson Wrestling. This guy? Yeah, yeah. Cause he uh he actually slammed he was one of the few people who slammed uh Yokozuna. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh which man, is, is like that him now. Look at that. That's him now. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if you've seen um Lex Luger now. He's all like <laughs> I have skinny not. and deteriorated. I'll have to look up a picture of Lex Luger. That's a sick picture. Dude, we were yeah. looking at, we were watching this the other day, like it was just on the TV, and my sister's boyfriend, they're younger than I am. They're I think 18 and 19. Um, and dude, we're we're kind of looking at it every once in a while. And he's like, dude, I bet you these guys like actually get hurt. And I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, they they're fucking each other up. Like it's it's intense the shit that they do. And it kind of sucks when you find out that it's fake. But then as adults, you're still like, you have to appreciate it a little bit because it's like a live show. You can't retake it. Like, I think that they have done retakes. Like if you're in the crowd and they fuck something up, they'll redo it for TV. But I mean, if it's live, you can't do that, dude. And there's a lot of pressure there and you're flipping and doing all kinds of stuff. Like with Logan Paul doing it, I'm like, dude, like you got to at least give them a little bit of their props for that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think it was real. I used to think like the yeah. Undertaker was actually like walking around, like sleeping in coffins and shit like that. Yeah, uh, and they bury him under the ground when he's not performing and shit like that. <laughs> 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 it just shows how stupid I was. And when I used to get into fights when I was at that age, uh, I would actually like try to do like wrestling moves and shit like that. Oh god! <laughs> and um, when you'd actually get in a real fight. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like suplex people and shit like that. Hopefully you're not um, doing the thing that that one uh, Fat Simone dude did where he he shakes his ass in the face of the uh, oh, of his yeah, opponent. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, but actually, you know, those wrestling moves, if you like, if you DDT'd somebody on concrete, you will kill them. <laughs> you will smash their skull. Is know? that where you kind of like stand up in 6'9 and then you sit down? Uh, no, it's where you like you have them in, like a headlock, and then you grab them by their belt line, and then drive their head into the like you fall backwards and drive their head into the ground. Oh shit! Okay, and, yeah, no, um, yeah, you can't do some of these things to people. Yeah, and uh, 
but these wrestlers, yeah, it's fake and everything like that. It's it's fake where it's choreographed. Like when you hear uh, what's his name? Oh fuck, um, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and when he when he used to sl- like chop people in the chest, like right. there's no faking that sound, <laughs> right? No, yeah, dude, there's some serious stuff, and then you know that they're really bleeding sometimes. Like not not to the extent. Oh man, look at that one. Andre the Giant and the Big Show. Oh, yeah. Clean. I wasn't a huge fan of the Big Show, but Andre the Giant's classic, obviously before my time a little bit. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just so much into these uh, 90s toys again. I remember these dudes. Isn't he now a personality on Fox? Yeah, he actually is. I think so. Yeah, he Um, goes by, what is his name in here? Brodus Clay? I don't remember that guy at all, but. He goes by Tyson on Fox, I think, now. It's weird. Um, have, have you heard of uh, Haku? I can't remember Haku. his other name. Uh-uh. He was this wrestler, and, and uh, they used to have, like, the, the most dangerous, real-life, like, badass wrestlers. And he was, like, the one that everybody was like, oh, this dude will beat the shit out of you in a real fight. Like, because he used to get... He was, like, I guess, like, a friendly Samoan dude, right? Uh-huh. But, but people... And and this happens in bars and shit. They want to go pick on like the biggest, baddest looking dude because they're drunk and they got that liquid courage. That's so yep. stupid. And uh, when he gets in the fights, it's always somebody fucking with him. But when he attacks, he goes all in. Like one of the stories is like he actually like bit flesh out of some dude's back. He was fighting. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, dude, I would not fuck with any of these guys, man. Even like the fuck, no. softer fat ones. You still, I mean, they're they're athletic for what they're doing, man. You gotta gotta appreciate it a little bit. I would love Look, to get my hands on some of these tag team things, dude. Even CM dope. Punk, right? Like everyone's yeah, like, yeah. oh, CM Punk sucks at MMA and shit like that. About like just about every average dude on the street, CM Punk will beat the shit out of them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. When they're talking about MMA, man, it's such a jump up in competition if you want to call it that if you're fighting a random dude on the street yeah there's a chance that you're going to fight somebody that knows uh, you know whether it be jujitsu or muay thai or, or or a combination of both um or some other shit yeah it's a it's a massive jump up but then when it's a when it's a requirement to know some of this stuff to fight like i mean you can't just go in to even like a low level local promotion in mixed martial arts and and compete well you have to train People think that like fighting for five minutes is easy, dude. That's the hardest five minutes of your life. And like, like on your cardio, your muscles, everything is worked to the max. And then your adrenaline's making you more tired. So yeah, dude, you you, like the average person is not in good enough shape to fight for three minutes hard, you know? Yeah, And then, and then also the, uh, the part that a lot of people don't think about is the resting in between rounds. That's a science in itself. It's calming, calming yourself down and getting your heart rate down and everything like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's um, nice. Because that's what blows most people's wads is that uh, when they are in a real fight, they get super mad and they get super, like, agitated and your blood is flowing, your adrenaline is going. And then uh, after about a minute, you're – because I think uh, most people's adrenaline dumps out at, like, a minute. You have, like, a minute or two worth of, like, adrenaline. Right. So, so professional fighters and stuff, they know how to utilize that adrenaline. You know, that's why they're not just going Russian people and going balls to the wall, unless you're Michael Chandler. But <laughs> right. Or freaking uh, Hamza Chamayev. He does that too. Oh, yeah. He wears himself out. 
Um, yeah, dude. So you used to fuck around a lot with mixed martial arts, right? When you were a kid. Um, well, uh, you know, I, uh, got my ass whooped real bad one time in a fight. And then, uh, that's when my dad showed me like some karate shit, you know? Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't sound like a cocky, but I was, you know, I was pretty bad dude. Like I never got bullied, you know, like word passed through the school years. Yeah. That, that guy, you don't fuck with him. (laughs) So I just, yeah, you know, I, I was like a freshman beating up like seniors and things like that. So, um, but, uh, um, I, it was like, I was like 26 or something like that, 24. And all my buddies are like, man, do MMA, do MMA. Cause, uh, he knew like this coach, uh, who ended up being my coach and, um, uh, finally got into it because I was always working all the time. I have a hard, like I was a uh, clean pools and I was like, doing routes for myself like i do hard labor all day in this in the heat and then go to the gym and sweat with a bunch of guys and do like that's the last thing you want to do after an eight hour ten hour day is go and freaking wrestle with some dudes yeah but it was like it was something i wanted to do is it was something i was interested in so i made those sacrifices and um but, uh, yeah, when I first, you know, cause I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm a bad dude. I'm gonna come in here. I'm a, sh- I'm a show off and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Nope. <laughs> I got humbled like right away. Like, um, I was like, damn, this shit is different. Yeah. <laughs> like the, these dudes are doing shit on me. I never fucking seen before. And, uh, um, I even when my roommate at the time, he was like six, five, like two seventy, like huge you know, guy, he's all like into like being a man, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. meat and cheese or I'm a man. Yeah. Uh, he went to the gym, lasted like two or three days and then he quit. Really? Yeah. Cause he was like, I get, think it was like an ego yeah. struck because he's like this whole time he's talking shit. Cause he's like way bigger than everybody. But then when we went to the gym. I basically manhandled him yeah. and made him, you know, and, uh, I told him, I was like, dude, I just know more than you right now. I'm more skilled than you. And I was like, if you keep training and keep getting better, you'll beat my ass every single time because you're fucking twice my size, you know? Yeah, someone that's skilled and, and you know, has the size on somebody is going to definitely, most of the time you're going to beat a, a dude that's skilled and smaller. But so how far do you get in this MMA career? Do you actually have any amateur fights or anything? No, I never fought. Uh, no, I used to get I, my coach would make fun of me about that because I'd be in the gym all day. <laughs> He's like, and I'll I'll be honest, man, I didn't want to get hurt because yeah, yeah. it, it's it's bad enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a worst dudes that they have construction jobs and become pro fighters and things like that. But it's right. like I, I I was just thinking about like long term. You know, my knees are already bad. I was like, I just didn't want to get hurt. And then also, uh, shit happens. Like one dude, uh. One guy at the gym, he, in one of his amateur fights, a dude, uh, kicked him and cut his eye with his toenail. Wow. So he blind an eye? Yeah, I think he had, he got surgery and it's kind of, and it's kind of like the vision's messed up. But, uh, what's his name? John, one of, uh, John Jones's striking coaches, one of those coaches over there at, uh, that gym. I can't remember the name. I forget where they come out of. Yeah. Rashad Evans comes out of there too. A couple, I think Jack Jackson. Quentin yeah, John Wink, Winkle uh, Jackson uh, Winkle Jackson Wink or something, right? Yeah, Jackson Wink uh, Winkle uh, that the striking coach. He actually uh, was holding the pads for somebody, and just 
you know, shit, shit happens. And the toenail came, same thing, toenail came across his eyeball and blinded him in that eye. <laughs> like, Damn, that's dude. why if, if you look at his striking coach, his striking coach has a, has a weird eye. And that's why. So shit happens, man. And then also I was like in the streets, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to attack people in the nuts. I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Oh, sure. Yeah. If, if we're fucking around, I'm going to grab your fingers and try to break them. Like, uh, I got in a fight one time and a dude literally was sticking his thumb into my eye trying to poke my eyeball out. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, dude. Like, that's what a real fight is. And obviously they're not going to allow that in, uh, in MMA because they're trying to keep some professional level to it. I always get in little uh, arguments with people on uh, on like Instagram and stuff where I'll post something like I'll say, because people always talk about how Habib is the greatest of all time. I don't think he is, man. Maybe maybe you disagree, but I think he's far from it because what he does is he basically goes in and he kind of lays on top of dudes for 15 to 25 minutes. Yeah, it's technical and there's a lot more to it, but to keep it simple, I feel like he's just going and laying on top of dudes. There's a ton of technique in Sam Sambo. I think that you can headbutt in Sambo too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he probably would beat the shit out of every dude that he ever fought on the street. But I, I stand by the idea that, you know how there's this controversy with judges right now in MMA. I think that if it goes to a decision, it should count as a loss for both of these dudes. <laughs> like I, I I've said that for a while. And it sounds crazy at first, but if you think about it, no one like really ends a fight after a certain amount of time. It, it, someone's got to quit. Someone's got to get knocked out. Someone's got to get choked out. I don't know if you've ever like been in a fight and you try to tap a guy that you're fighting on the street. They're not going to let you go. They're going to choke no. you the fuck out. <laughs> so the decision, like there's a lot of things that make a, an MMA fight not a real fight. It's the closest it can get and still be like, like have some integrity. But what do you think about that idea of just like decisions means both fighters lose counts as a loss on your record? Well, I know. I mean, I love the knockouts. I love the submissions, but honestly, my favorite fights are when you see two dudes just leave it all in the ring, like a uh, Robbie Lawler, Carlos right. conduit. I remember that, like right at the end of the fight, you just see both of them go over to the cage and put their hands up on that shit. Like they, 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 and to me, that's like, the warrior mindset to to keep going like that when your body's just saying no you're it's like mind over matter for when you when you see two guys just leave it all in like that his uh rory mcdonald robbie lawler's given a lot of really good fights over the years rory mcdonald is like probably pound like the 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 greatest fight of all time he fought nick diaz in a really good fight too beating nick diaz's ass and then nick diaz came back and knocked him out well, I think uh, in that fight too, Robbie, his like his top lip or his bottom lip was like split in half, and you just see him over there, like, ah, yeah. like screaming, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, dude. Let me see. I'll, I'll it's uh, a mad man. see if I can mute this. But yeah, I'll just kind of have this plan while we're talking. about yeah, dude, he's like spitting blood out while he's, you know, yeah. Both these it's... dudes are like, like they're <laughs> they're clearly not. They don't hate each other. But there, it's intense, dude. And yeah, the guy's been in some crazy fights over the years, man. His dad was a professional wrestler too, right? Uh, who, Robbie? Robbie Lawler's dad, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, let me see. Um, is he? Is he? Uh, Larry uh, Lawler, Robbie Lawler. The I know there was somebody named like Lawler in wrestling. Yeah, ruthless Robbie Lawler. I'm 
fucking sure of it. It's just not showing his dad here. Um, family and friends. Oh, there's a uh, Jerry the King Lawler. That's who it was. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's his dad. <laughs> that would oh. be shocking if it was. Let me see. Yeah, man, I, I heard. Well, Kim said this, so maybe she's wrong because she. Uh, let's see. I yeah, do I'm know not... that uh, Robbie Lawler is half Filipino, and I'm uh, that's I'm half Filipino too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's a beast. Dude. I can't find his dad like quickly sure. on here, and I don't want to be lagging too much. But yeah, dude. So what what's going on? Like when you guys are kids, you and your buddies. I'm always real curious. Like after you get home from school, are your parents like home? When you get home or one of your parents, are they home or do you have to fend for yourself with food every now and then? Oh, yeah. My mom, uh, she was a housewife. Um, so she was and she loved to cook. You know, she always cooked for my dad. That was the thing. Uh, and um, so it was, we didn't have to worry about food. And she's Asian mom. So anybody has like Asian, you know, like they just feed you. You're already full and you can't eat. They're just shoveling it down your mouth still. Like an Italian but, mom kind of. Yeah, an Italian mom. Like, I couldn't leave unless I ate, like, all my breakfast and drank a glass of orange juice and a glass of milk, which didn't go well with each other. Yeah, it curdles I... in your stomach real bad. Dude. Yeah. 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 So what but do you guys, I... what, what kind of stuff are you guys eating? What's comfort food as a kid? Comfort food? Um, I mean, uh, just, you know, well, we'd have, like, uh, syrup sandwiches that was kind of like a ghetto thing what the hell is but that i've heard about that from kendrick lamar but i don't know what it actually is just uh <laughs> bread and syrup That's like maple it. syrup maple syrup bread and syrup and uh we used to also do uh mayo sandwiches just uh toasted toasted bread and just slap some mayo on it oh god that sounds so and good. uh uh another thing it was uh uh is uh my grandma she uh take bread and put butter on it and then sprinkle sugar on top like that's like diabetes sandwich oh man i've heard of that dude one thing that we used to do too is uh like my grandma would do it and then i started doing it myself was having uh like a cheese crisp i don't know if you've ever had a cheese crisp it's like just a tortilla with cheese on it and you toast it in the oven but instead of that you put butter and cinnamon and sugar on a tortilla and it's i mean it's not even that good but it's it's pretty wild to to think about that kind of shit eating that as an adult like you'd feel like shit eating that kind of stuff but as a yeah. kid it's like no big deal and then uh my buddy you know because he went he had like a little stint in jail for like a year or two so when he got out all he wanted to talk about was his life experience in jail you know all the food but, yeah all the food and he was uh he actually because he had it in jail like they take like a, a ramen noodles packet and they put like boiling water in there and then they crush up like Cheetos or some yeah. shit and mix it all together and let it like sit for a little while. And then they just eat it like that. And he, even though he was out of jail, he was still doing that because he enjoyed it so much. Well, yeah, dude, I had, I talked with a guy on here, Sean, that, uh, he was in one of the earlier episodes. They would make tamales out of those cups, the cup of noodles. And oh, like you, really? you put, yeah, you put like beef jerky as the meat. And then you have the noodles be like the dough. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's gnarly. It does not sound good at all. They made toilet wine. They did all that stuff where you just, I don't know, it just sounds, I, I, I enjoy my freedom and I enjoy good food. I don't like trashy food that much, but if I'm <laughs> eating it, it's got to be, it's got to be trash. I actually discovered these, um, uh, I don't know if you got a favorite hostess treat, 
but I discovered these ones yesterday. Um, we were just starving. I had to go and grab something really quick just before we actually got groceries. And Oof. dude, they're they're little they're little balls and they're Twinkies. They have the cream inside, but they're glazed on top too. There's three of them, and I forget what they're called, but they're so damn good. I don't know if you got a favorite uh, hostess treat. You seem like a chocolate kind of guy. Oh yeah, I mean I like um, Twinkies, you know. Oh yeah, classic. Uh, but yeah, um, as far as honey buns, I'd say like favorite gas station like treat is probably like those uh, little Debbie honey buns. Right, right. Yeah, you think Hostess better than Little Debbie, or, or Little Debbie better than Hostess? Mm. I mean, it kind of it kind of just depends on what you're going for. I'd say like Little Debbie is a little bit more like heavier food while uh hostess has like lighter things a little more decadent in the decadent uh, yeah yeah little debbies so we can kind of go back and forth from little debbie to uh to hostess i mean here right off the bat i'm going nutty bars from little debbie uh by far i mean i'm a, I'm a real big time peanut butter guy big fan of peanut butter let's see me it's probably uh the cosmic brownies and then uh star crunch around where i'm from star crunch was huge okay <laughs> star crunch is the is the move up there yeah, yeah like uh in middle school they used to sell uh sell it in school like dudes would bring star crunch and sell it out for like 50 cents <laughs> oh, nice. that's some fucking entrepreneurship right there i'm gonna look up different twinkie flavors because they started doing these things like lace potato chips the different flavors um twinkie flavors it's wild, dude. I saw like a banana bread one. Um, let's see. I'm only typing <laughs> with one hand. Oh, look at that. That's disgusting. A mint chocolate Ugh. chip Twinkie. Oh, these right here, these bouncers. If you get your hands on some of these. Oh, that's what you're talking about, the bouncer. Dude, so good. And there's three in a pack. Um, delicious right there. We got these tiger tails. Uh I don't know what that would be. It's like some sort of orange cream filling and they look like they actually are shaped like tigers if you see or uh you know died like a tiger but you, you get the idea here lots of different flavors of twinkies i remember uh roy nelson he used to uh uh he um the little jump in vertical jump if he'd like beat his records he rewards himself with a twinkie like he'd hang a twinkie in the air oh my <laughs> so God. get himself to jump higher that's nasty <laughs> I like these joke ones too. Look at that. A pure beef center in the Twinkies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a that's like a um pig in a blanket. I don't know what y'all call that. You all you have those over on your side of the Yeah. Well these are the, that one's not a real one. A beef center. Uh, that's so gross, dude. If you think about the kind of beef that they would do in a hostess Twinkie. Uh, it'd be like camel meat or some shit. You, I already, I already think about it. Like when I go to like, like when I was McDonald's the other day, I know I got McDonald's. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hey, that's it's not a big deal. That's what we were here to talk about. As I was driving off, I'm like, man, I'm probably eating fucking bugs, dude. <laughs> they probably already put that shit in the food. It is nasty to think what's in there, but I mean, it tastes good. I mean, if if you don't know, it won't hurt you. I I like that. I know this isn't a big conspiracy show, but we're like the. uh the idea that there's human meat in McDonald's, it makes sense because it's super addicting and supposedly eating human meat is addicting. 
Well, that's all the different um, uh, additives and things like that, right? Like supposedly it comes from uh, like one of the dyes, like red something or yellow something it comes from like, you know, fetals or fetal tissue or some shit like that. Right. And, uh, well, there's a lot uh, of uh, the it, it, Pepsi had a flavoring mechanism too that they would use back in the day. It was uh, human embryonic kidney cells, HEC two nine three or something, and yeah, it was like aborted fetal tissue, kidney cells. Disgusting. And supposedly it holds a sweetener. It's like, man, you could figure something else. Use use monkey uh, aborted monkeys if you have to use aborted tissue for some reason. Why human? It's so weird, but whatever. Yeah. It's, I and, guess uh, it's above our pay grade. You know, Lil Nas X in one of his uh, videos where he's like a werewolf or something like that. Okay. Uh, and he's eating, and it's all like that green light, but he's eating uh, Doritos and drinking Pepsi, which is kind of funny because it's, oh, nice. it's like kind of like saying like, yeah, if you're eating this shit, you're eating humans. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man, that guy's weird as fuck. But yeah, that was one of the reasons I had to get out of that whole industry, man. It just sucks working around that shit and just everyone's so positive and upbeat and it's like man we're poisoning people by putting this stuff <laughs> on the shelves it's fucking gross but um i was gonna ask you something oh what was your favorite fast food as a kid because you mentioned fast food and then also if you had a favorite fast food mascot Ooh, mascot um fast food as a kid um oh wow um i mean Look obviously mascots Obviously, it was always nice getting like a Happy Meal. Right, it was like Ace. But um, I know at some point when I was younger as a kid is when Burger King changed up their fries. Okay, uh, and then that made like Burger King like the place to go. Interesting. I did not know that they changed up their fries. Was this in the early nineties? Uh, I think it, it. I think it would have been like late nineties or uh, early two thousands because they used to have like. Um, then they were kind of like long kind of fries, but and uh, kind of like similar to like McDonald's fries. But then I think they made them uh, thicker, like the Burger King fries were like thick and square, you know. Dude, let's go through yeah. this list of 20 mascots. <laughs> Look at how shitty this mascot for Panda Express is. It looks like a wish version of a costume. Yeah. For a panda, so that one's bad. I didn't know they had a a mascot. Oh, I remember this. Oh, one. the uh, the oven. Oh shit. The oven mitt, dude. Arby's <sighs> oven mitt next to a disgusting looking sandwich like that. Like for a commercial, they could have done a better job with that sandwich. Well, I will say Arby's has a nice uh, happy hour thing going on there. Oh yeah, it's like two for six, right? Two, uh, two. Well, then they also have uh, where sliders and little sandwiches and shit like that are like a dollar or something oh, like man. that from like uh two to four. They do have those little sliders. I'll fuck up some sliders, dude. I really like sliders a lot. I like feeling. I like eating smaller versions of shit. Like I love Cornish game hens and uh, pheasants and stuff. Like really Cornish game hens because it, it's it looks like a miniature version of a turkey, and you can eat the whole uh, thing. <laughs> oh yeah, those are dope. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of Arby's, dude. They got some good shit. The Euros and the Rubens from Arby's are fire. Oh, yeah. Rubens is like, I'll, I'll get a Ruben if I see it on the menu just about every time. Dude, we have this place here. I don't know if you guys have them. It's called Beyond Bread. Is that a, a national thing? Do you guys have them? Uh, nah, I've never heard of it. Oh, man. The the freaking uh, Ruben there is insane Like because they make all their own bread, and it's just fire. Absolute fire. It's probably my favorite sandwich. We can discuss favorite sandwiches uh, 
after we get through these mascots here i'm trying to see <laughs> we got this the two the double uh these aren't really very significant in my head the uh, dunkin donuts coffee and donut no, I never even never even knew that <laughs> it's probably just in new york or something grimace the retarded purple <laughs> nugget what is he <laughs> i don't know i always wondered that i guess he's a chicken supposed to be a chicken nugget that's what I thought, but I mean, you wouldn't think that they'd want a purple nugget. It says just like it, the description, the huge purple anthropomorphic being, anthropomorphic being with dinosaur-like arms and puffy legs has probably played a prominent role in many nightmares. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Oh, this is the everyone's, if you're racist, if you hate black people, Colonel Sanders is your favorite mascot for sure. He's a plantation owner. <laughs> Dirtbag. You know, it's funny because he's he used to actually go around uh to different places and stuff like that, dressed up just like that. Like that was like his thing. Like uh um yeah. I think I Dave know. Dave Dave uh the guy from Wendy's too used to do that. I'm I sure they're actually friends. Yeah. Dude, what's weird is that when I don't know if you remember I think that was Norm McDonald when the phase when they're using Norm McDonald, but they had a crisis where they were trying to like, cause people were pointing out how racist it is to have this guy. So they had like a black dude do it. They had like 30 different white dudes try it. Like whoever would stick and they had a chick do it. They had so many in like the mid two thousands. Papa Murphy's mascot. That's bullshit. It's just a no. piece of pizza. I don't even get what the fascination with Papa Mur- Murphy's is. You just cook your damn pizza yourself this guy is a g the hamburglar the hamburger yeah <laughs> big fan of him mcdonald's kind of has the monopoly on this because they have like several verses and they had like a, a whole character uh yeah, like comic caesar's book mascot. yeah little caesar's dope pizza pizza You've got some weed leaves behind his ears let's see the denny's mascot Look at this guy trying to be all cool. <laughs> yeah, some, it looks like you got a couple of sausages and a pancake. Chick-fil-A mascot cow is kind of cool. I like the idea of a cow. Oh, yeah. the worst one. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, dude. How do you feel about Chuck E. Cheese? Um, I mean, I loved it as a kid. It was awesome. And uh, except for, uh, I don't know if you saw where people were taking pictures that the pizza would keep coming like mix matched and shit like that. Like the slices would be like different shapes and sizes. Uh And I guess they were taking the leftover pizza from other people and putting it together to make a full size pizza and selling it to people like that. That's so fucked up. (laughs) That makes me sick, dude. I I don't know if I've ever actually eaten Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I don't think my parents like were down with it at all, but I know I would go there and I've, I mean, everyone's had bowling alley pizza. We have this thing here called Peter Piper pizza. There's something gross about eating pizza, which is a super filling food, and then going and running around and playing. It's just nasty. Like in the ball pits and shit, it's strange. Who is this? You know, Jollibee? Who's Jollibee? Oh, that's a a Filipino uh, fast food place. (laughs) Really? Yeah, Filipino food. Um, I'll have to, man, I'll have to get you on the lumpias, dude. Uh, But they got to be made right. Lumpias? yeah, lumpias, they're like Filipino egg rolls, man. Oh, dude, like they're they are they are straight crack. Like uh my mom made some for my sister's uh family and she gave it to the girl's mother. 
and she was supposed to share it with uh, <laughs> my sister's my sister's friend and her dad when they got home, but she was she just couldn't stop herself. She ate the whole plate. Damn, dude. Are they so? It's it's describe these things a little bit. What's in them? Uh, pork. Uh, it, it it depends, like uh, pork and stuff. But my mom does uh, beef, and she does uh, and uh, a little beef, and I think it's important. She puts like like uh, carrots and things, but really, really thinly sliced, where it's mostly meat. It's basically a meatloaf in a spring roll. Interesting. <laughs> and then you fry it. Yeah. Now I'm curious what the seasonings and stuff would be on that. How how it changes. How it's different from an egg roll. That sounds bomb, dude. I love egg rolls. I think like I we always do these things where we go through and we talk about like uh what's your favorite like Asian appetizer and you get like either a crab puffs, uh egg rolls or street dumplings, right? Mine's pretty much usually the egg roll unless I'm in a mood to say the crab puffs. I don't know if you got an opinion there, but it's <laughs> it's it's a big deal to have these conversations. Yeah, just the Asian uh food household is rice with everything. Eggs right. from breakfast, eggs and rice. <laughs> Okay. You got spam, spam and rice, right. everything and rice. That's just how it was. Kind of how Mexicans are too. I mean, rice and beans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Noid is probably the most annoying one. Uh, the Domino's mascot, and I know Ronald McDonald's going to be number one. The Subway mascot's fake. That's not a real thing. He he looks a pet like a pedophile, just like. That yeah, he looks like Jared. They should have had Jared, <laughs> Jared as the mascot. <laughs> Jeez, he looks like he's trying to like groom kids. Damn. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little concerned now. I feel like it could be Burger King's king. Uh, we got number three, Ronald McDonald, Tony Dang. the Tiger. That's not even fast food. Ooh, that's not. Yeah, that's not fast food. Huh? Yeah, they Burger King. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, they couldn't find one. That's so weird that Tony the Tiger made the list. But yeah, man, strange strange shit um okay now we got to go sandwiches dude we gotta if you got <laughs> what's that oh, yeah, what's definitely. that kind of sandwich that you'd be eating like mostly as a kid and then also as an adult i'm sure your favorites have changed throughout the years yeah um hang uh something i've only had it once but it was really good uh cuban i don't know if you had those before like a pressed panini you know yeah it's like yeah that was really good in Cuban, but um, as a kid, uh, I mean tuna, tuna, tuna sandwiches. I know right. that's like, but tuna sandwiches, and uh, what I'll do is I'll chop up some onions and uh, spinach and put it in there for texture, nice. because a tuna sandwich is just soft, you know, soft and mushy. Yep. But if you put the onions and the uh something else, you get like a crunch, and it just makes it more satisfying of an experience. Toasting, yeah, the experience is what we're about here too. The with the with the bread toasted and then a little cheese on a tuna melt is not Ooh, bad yeah, at all. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Throw a little American mm-hmm. cheese, trash it up real nice. Now you mentioned Reuben. So so as an adult, you like Cubans or Reubens? Um, well, I mean, I'll say Reubens. Reubens is like a I've liked that ever since I've had it. Like, um, you go yeah. corned beef or pastrami? Oh, corned beef. Okay. All right. Hey, I don't hate it. We got the, the, there's another one here where they do instead of sauerkraut because I love sauerkraut. You can put sauerkraut on anything. Yeah. And they, I heard this tradition too where you're supposed to in Pennsylvania they do uh, pork and sauerkraut as like the, the the New Year's meal. So I'm I'm curious. I might try that. I might make some uh, pork for tomorrow. 
But uh, they do coleslaw instead of sauerkraut on a Reuben here in some spots. What? It's kind of good. It's kind of good, dude. It's yes. not as good as the sa- as the sauerkraut, but you know, yeah. But um, also, uh, my uncle. I don't know how true, it is, but up in you know, my dad's from the Pennsylvania area. Um, and uh, when we went up there one time, he's like, my uncle's like, I'm gonna show you a genuine. Uh, um, Philly cheesesteak. Okay. And when he gave it to me, it had pickles and mustard on it. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is not what I think like a Philly cheesesteak is. But yeah, well, did like, it have the peppers and the onions? Yeah, peppers and the onions and then pickles and mustard. And he's like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be or something. I don't know if it was just his reference, but I <laughs> guess I, I was under the assumption like this is the old school way to make a Philly cheesesteak. Like, well, so we have, I think in the South, in the south of Philly, like southern Philly, they do it like that. Because I know oh, that they'll okay, put okay. like pickled peppers on there too. There's a, a place here called Frankie's. It's bomb, and they're actually expanding, which is nice. But they have like the regular cheesesteak, which is like your your steak mixed in. Like usually, you can throw some mushrooms in there too. Mix up mushrooms, steak, bell peppers, onions. That's your basic shit right there. Cheese, usually some kind of white cheese. And then they'll throw, like, on the table, there's a jar full of peppers and, like, a thing that you can get out your own peppers with, and they're pickled, like, red. There's some sweet ones. There's some spicier ones. You just throw whatever peppers you want on there. But, yeah, pickles would be, I mean, it's the same idea, right? Pickles and pickled peppers. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Tasty Cakes. Tasty Cakes. What is this? Uh, it's, uh, it's like a hostess or, like, a little Debbie-type uh, thing like that, but it comes out from that area like the northeast i i don't know but whenever we'd go up and visit family up in pennsylvania it was all about tasty cakes that's all we talk about on the way up there <laughs> that's all the way talking on the way back is tasty cakes let me see it looks like it's spelt with a k cake with yeah a k. i think so mm-hmm. all right let's see are these what you're talking about here gotta share my screen boom tasty cakes is this it uh yep those are it <laughs> And uh, the ones we'd be big on were the uh, peanut butter ones, the chocolate peanut butter ones, and then we put them in the uh, freezer. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, anything with a if you freeze any of these kinds of things, it just kind of elevates the. Here you go. That was right there. Yep. Yeah, nice. That was it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna order a box just right now. Just order one. Look at <laughs> this dinosaur. You could win a dinosaur. It looks like that's interesting. Yeah. Hey man, there's there's little local. Like, uh, what are those other ones? Edamons cakes? Have you heard of those? Mm, no. Edamons cakes? I think that's another kind of more local thing. Entimin, I think. Entimin. I'm going to spell it wrong and hopefully it'll just correct it for me. Yeah, these, dude. I'm sure you've seen these. These guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The those little really bites. Good. Oh, yeah. The little bites are great. You can't go wrong, dude. I mean,. I'm sure they're awful for you, but then they got like these crumb cakes. I don't know. I like dude. the uh, straight. Um, uh, what is it? The the uh, I can't even think of it now. The uh, bread loaf bread or the the endermans. Yeah, the um, mini butter loaf. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe this right here. The all butter, all butter loaf. It's just a loaf of butter bread. It looks like. Let's see. Yeah. No, it won't go. This one. Short, uh, short shortbread. cake, shortbread, shortbread, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that's butter, like butter cookies, dude. That's good. Do you have a favorite cookie, like a like a solid one? If you could only eat one cookie for Ooh. the rest of your life, it doesn't need to be a brand necessarily, but a type of cookie mean, brand. Straight sugar cookie for me all day. Now, do you like the sugar <laughs> cookies that the grocery stores do with the like quarter inch layer of frosting on top? Oh no, just a just a breading. I don't. I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big uh, frosting guy. You like sprinkles. Uh, it's not, it's not, sometimes it just kind of depends. And if I'm, I like, uh, if I'm going to get like an ice cream or something like that, I prefer more like peanuts or something like that. Some sort of like pecans and stuff. Right. Right. I'm with you on that. But a sprinkle is a nice touch. If you're trying to, uh, just really look like a fat piece of shit, <laughs> having an ice cream cone vanilla coated in sprinkles is just a nice, it's a nice touch. I'm like you. When I go to Dairy Queen, dude, I get the uh, peanut butter parfait. That is my go-to every Ooh, fucking yeah. time. Have you had that? No. Sounds good. Oh, dude, it's their shitty soft serve ice cream in a big cup, and the lid is as big as the cup because they really do it up for you, and then it's hot fudge and peanuts. It's so simple, but with all their super processed ingredients, it just tastes so good. It's wild <laughs> how good these things are. I'll actually pull up an image for you because this, if anyone hasn't had a peanut butter parfait, um, you really got to, re- <laughs> the first thing that pops up is calories. <sighs> peanut butter parfait. Look at that thing. Oh, man, that's it right there. Oh, that's, damn. that's a realistic picture of it, too. That's what they look like. Just fucking so many peanuts. And it's like half peanuts and, and fudge. And then uh, the, the vanilla ice cream, dude. Absolutely a must. Look at that. Getting hungry you, over here. You a big ice cream guy? Dude, I am, man, but it makes me feel really shitty after I eat them. Like, I feel really bad now, like, as an adult, eating them. Like, my stomach and, and all that shit. If, I'm, if I have an empty stomach and haven't eaten much that day, I can eat an ice cream and not feel like shit. But, um, like, if I'm tired or something, mm-hmm. I can eat an ice cream and that sugar rush kind of gets me going. But for desserts, dude, I kind of like, like, pies kind of the most you know I'm, I, I a, lot, a lot of people like cake more than pie not me dude i go pies all day you eat a lot of ice cream over there uh yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's why it makes it hard to lose uh you know it's just it's just that comfort food especially when you're watching tv it's just something uh but uh do you do anything weird with your ice creams like do you do you like put like pretzels or like, is there any like kind of weird shit that you do with your ice well, cream since you eat it a lot? Well, there is a, uh, with vanilla ice cream, they sell, uh, it's another Filipino thing, but it's called a uh, provolones. Okay. Uh, or yeah, provolones. And, uh, it's, uh, like a, um, it's evaporated milk and like sugar and a bunch of other shit. And it's like dried and like smushed together. Okay. So like a, and I'll uh I'll crush that up and put in vanilla ice cream so it makes it like a powdery like chalky ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> it's Ooh. like yeah, it's like chalky ice cream. But yeah, that's like the popular one is like the ube ice cream. It's like purple ice cream. Yeah, I pulled up uh, Filipino ice cream here. It looks cool. It looks like they're all about like colors, like bright colors. Um ube is a, a type of sweet potato and it's purple, so it gives that. Really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? That, I've never heard of this before. Ube so ice cream. Try. Yeah. What is it? How do you say it? Ube? Uh, ube. Uh, U-B-E, I think is how it's 
spelt. Well, look at this. They also have like pepper flavored ice cream, spicy Ely yeah. ice cream. Oh, I don't know if you have you ever had a uh, um, a spicy mango, like chili mango. Oh yeah, dude. We, they had uh, there was a Mountain Dew that came out because when I worked for Pepsi, that was the only Mountain Dew that I actually liked. It tasted like the. Are you talking like the Mexican candies? Yeah. Uh, well, it's like actually like what they do is they take a mango and sprinkle a chili pepper on it and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, they actually have uh, treats like that here, like little lollipops, because we're oh, big nice. on Mexican candy here. Yeah, dude. But what were you gonna say about it? Oh, uh, that's just good. You know, it's like, it's weird because it's like a sweet, spicy, you know, I I like things like that, like uh, salty caramel and stuff like that, you know. Salted caramel is probably one of the best flavors that you can get, especially if they throw a little sea salt on top. I don't know what it is. I like caramel. I I think I remember uh, listening to one of the episodes you did and y'all were talking about uh, chicken and waffles. Yeah, not a fan. Not really a big fan of that. And then the way that Ghost makes it, that psychopath, they don't even fry it. They just, like, it's like a fucking, I don't know what that is, but it sounds strange, man. Do you like chicken and waffles? Oh, yeah, actually. And here goes the thing. I I always thought it was weird. I'm like, who who would put chicken and waffles? That just doesn't make any sense. There's a place around here called Locks Chicken and Waffles. Okay. And it's uh, fried chicken tenders on the waffles, and then they have a... the butter is like some sort of strawberry butter. Nice. It's like straw and uh dude, it blew my mind. Like when I ate and it's that same thing. It's sweet and salty. It just gives you that that weird that doesn't like uh people who put bacon in their Sundays and stuff like right. that. <laughs> Have you had that? Have you had a bacon no, Sunday? No, I and I for the same reason. I was like, that's that's something psychopaths do. Like who <laughs> kind of weirdo would do that, but this right here is something psychopaths would do. Have you had the <laughs> Ube cheese ice cream? No. Okay. But you've had Ube ice cream. I've had Ube ice cream, yeah. Maybe next time um, try it with a little cheese. Yeah, my I've actually heard uh that some some people do that. Uh my mom she would uh make ice cream sandwiches, but she would just put toast and put ice cream in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's fucking hilarious no i mean uh, there's a lot of people that like when they take a, a apple pie they'll put a piece of cheese on it that's like a, a old school traditional way to eat uh eat american pie uh apple pie sorry well i have had uh they make um rice like these little rice cake things but then they do put a little piece of american cheese on top of it it's so interesting man i'm seeing more and more of this ube queso uh i mean it's tempting to try man i wonder i wonder if the cheese kind of maintains its softness or if it gets kind of hard in the freezer when the ice cream's frozen i think it's the uh i think it's like it probably like melt like when you're eating it it'd probably be like a chewy ice cream that's Mm. like what i'm thinking when like it's ice cream that you can kind of chew on a little bit well, because Filipinos, like, are they similar to the rest of, like, a lot of Asian cultures that don't eat much cheese at all, right? Um, yeah, I think. But uh, in the Philippines, they're uh, pretty Americanized. Okay. Stuff like that. Like, um, uh, But what the Filipino taste palate is, is they take foods from all over Asia, you know, different Asian place, and make it right. a little bit more sour. Filipinos sour. like sour, sour stuff, yeah. Huh. Yeah, dude, I'm fascinated with this fucking Filipino ice cream here, man. This is crazy. 
the purple ice cream with cheese. And you said that this is a potato, so it's like a sweet potato ice cream. Yeah, with... sweet potato ice cream. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a. There's also something. It's a dessert drink. It's called Hollow Hollow. Uh, they showed that up here. Um, I thought it was saying Halo Halo. Let's see, Hollow Hollow. It was up here, right somewhere. If you see it, oh, right here. Yeah, boom. Look at that. That looks nice. What is it? It's a translated it's... as mix mix. It's a whole lot of sweet things packed under shaved ice, topped with evaporated milk, like you said, ice cream and flan. Okay, anything else your sweetheart desires? <laughs> yeah, dude. There's like Jello. This... Yeah. Have you had one of these, dude? These look fun. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom used to make them when we were younger. It just sounds like you just throw a bunch of sweet shit together, right? That's that's basically <laughs> just a smorgasbord of all different things. Oh man, they look cool, dude. This seems like I think that we might have. Because have you heard of what the fuck? I feel so stupid that I can't remember this. There's a lot of similarities with like Filipino culture and Mexican culture because we do these drinks here that are similar to this. I cannot believe I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, because uh, both of our the Filipinos and the Mexicans both had their countries uh, raped by the Spanish and their gold stolen. <laughs> it's probably true. It's we probably... share. The... <laughs> so yeah, we, we just share get... those similarities, right, dude? Yeah, man. What the hell are those drinks called? Uh, Mexican. I'm just gonna have to type it because it sounds a lot like the Hollow Hollows. Um, Mexican ice cream drink, maybe. But yeah, we have them all over here, dude, and they're so good. Um, Respados, such an asshole that I can't remember that. But look at these things, man. That there's your chili mango drink right there. Boom. Oh damn, yeah, I would definitely get that. You got the straw, and this has like tamarindo candy around it. That looks like some sort of like Mexican, uh, you know, ice cream. You got your chamoy, uh, which is a nice, a nice addition. Uh, everything is real salty with Mexican candies. But yeah, you got all these different ones, dude. And they're just bomb. So good. Yeah. And I, I don't know for the people, the audience listeners, uh, I kind of look Mexican. <laughs> I right. Get, uh, I thought you were get, when we first met. Yeah. Um, I work with a lot of Mexicans and uh, it's funny because they're, they all just assume like I speak Spanish. I got to stop and explain to people, no, I'm actually Filipino. I'm Asian. That's fine. And uh, some people actually get mad or like not mad, but they're kind of like, they don't believe me. I'm like, I don't know. Really? <laughs> Why would you lie about that? I don't know. It just, cause I look so much like even my mom like makes fun of me. <laughs> she said you look more Mexican than them? Then, yeah, I, I just get that, like, uh, all the time. I know I know. I look Mexican when Mexicans walk up to me speaking Spanish. Oh, they yeah, don't even, dude. like, question. Love that. Yeah, they're just like, this guy knows. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't your dad having a darker complexion? Is that where you get it from? Uh, my, my mom, uh, my mom, she tans pretty good. My dad was kind of a darker white guy, I guess. Okay. Cause he, um, he said that's why he was able to do like, you know, spy type stuff is cause he, he could say, Oh, I'm, I'm half Middle Eastern and half Canadian when he go to other countries and stuff like that. He can kind of say he's, he can make it seem like he's not American yeah. or not a white guy, <laughs> not a completely white guy. Right. 
Yeah, man, that's interesting. It's crazy. Um, maybe we could talk more about like, I don't know if you want to though, if, if uh, you know, the stuff that your dad used to do, talk about that a little more. Cause that stuff's interesting. I know that this is kind of more about like goofy stuff, but that stuff's crazy, dude. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, he was just um, a very interesting guy. I was like thinking, you know, writing a book about him uh, one day, just like all the little things like, um, but he grew up in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, which is kind of like a mob town. Okay. And uh, he had a cute little story where he went into this guy named Big Al, who he ended up working for like yeah. legally. But <laughs> I remember and, you uh, told me about Big Big Al. Big Al, I, yeah. I got you twisted up and you, you actually said Big Gay Al on accident one time, remember? Big Gay Al. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Big Al, he's working for Big Al legally, you said. Oh, but um when he met him, he was a little kid and he went into his uh, ice cream place, his little you know, shop, and uh he walked outside and his ice cream fell off of the cone. So he's just outside this dude's shop like crying, he's a little kid. He said, uh, big Al, big gay Al. <laughs> he walked up to him and, um, he's like, what do you complain about kid? And he saw the ice cream. So he took my dad back inside and gave him like a tower of ice cream. Oh, nice. And stuff. And, um, yeah. And he's, he was like, uh, he actually took a park bench and, uh, had it installed outside of his store. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just like, that's just how it was. Like the cops knew you know mobs kind of run thing and uh wait so what do you got, mean with the bench what do you mean so he took he takes a bench and and what uh had it uh put outside of his store like it was his bench <laughs> so he could sit on it your dad no uh at big al interesting so they just took it off the street and just moved they just it? took it from the park and brought it to his place <laughs> yeah and, and uh you know, my dad, he was uh, kind of like a little ruffian too, a little bit in his younger age. Like, I guess um, him and his buddy would go around and like break uh, parking meters and stuff like that. Nice. Steal the change out of it. Good they would idea. have a sledgehammer in the trunk. And uh, he, he uh, you know, he's picked fights with like bouncers. and I mean, not bouncers, uh, bikers and things like that. You know, like they would go kick kick their bikes and stuff like that and then pick fights with them. And he said, because they'd be all like big guys, but they'd be fat. Yeah, yeah. So all he all he do is just kind of run around until they got kind of tired, and then he, you know, beat them <laughs> up. <laughs> and it's funny because he would not want this stuff kind of, you know, said like out there, but because he was a very like nice, humble guy. He had he, um, I guess when he was in the military, he uh, in the beginning years he got uh, addicted to heroin. Oh wow! Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. So how does he get from from doing that kind of shit, kind of running around, causing all kinds of trouble? to getting into the military and being like super straight laced. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that like, uh, well, he had no. a rough child, rough childhood, um, stuff like that. So he was always, uh, during the summertime, he would, uh, basically go and live out in the woods where they were at, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so he'd live in the woods. Uh, and, um, I guess when he was, he enlisted when he was 17 and, um, Basically, he was saying, like, a lot of the stuff he did in the begin, you know, early years, I guess, is because he didn't care about dying. Mm. So it was like, hey, go do this. It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> it didn't, you know, he had a, because he didn't have that companionship in the real world, like, the military gave him that, like, gave him that, like, companionship that, you know, and, um, so, uh, but he said, um, you know, he started to love life 
and didn't want to go out and do crazy shit anymore. You mm. know, it's kind of, um, but yeah, uh, just, you know, crazy stories about him, you know, it's just how, I, uh, I'm trying to think, um, you know, but he, he was just a, you know, interesting person. Yeah, man. We, we get, we get along, but we'd have our spouts because he was all about being, being alpha, go to work. Right. Yeah, do work, be a man, stuff like that. I'm like, I want to play video games and read fucking comics. Right. That's funny, dude. But so, we had, uh, we bonded over the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, it's interesting. Like, so he goes, he goes straight into the military and then right away, is he doing crazy shit or was he, what, did they kind of like grad, like gradually move him up into that or do you know much about that? Um, well, I know he was a, a corpsman when he okay. first which is uh, like the combat medic. So he said like a lot of the times you'd come up to people and their guts are hanging out of their body and stuff. You can't really do anything from that point. So you just cover it with a sheet and hit them with morphine and go on to the next guy. Mm. Um, Damn. And um, uh, stuff. But um, yeah, I don't really know exactly because you know, I've looked at his, like, cause he's got his military records and stuff. I've looked at, he was uh, logistics towards the end, um, and stuff, but it's just, you know, uh, we worked at this, uh, aquatic center and the one sixtieth um, division, which is like the black Hawk dudes. Like I don't know if you said maybe like black Hawk down mm-hmm. and like some of those guys are like Delta force, like yeah. badass, badass dude. dudes. And they'd be like telling me about my dad oh man your dad he's a legend or something I'm like you know <laughs> that's crazy that's a definitely yeah. that would be a wild wild feeling and, and it's it got to make you feel good yeah. too yeah it was kind of like it was always kind of like what was he really into you know like because he's he's told me shit like um just joke we're joking one time because you know I smoke and you know get high and stuff like that he said um he took some you know they took something off of uh some dude's body and went to the base and he said you know you're going through like doors are opening up all these doors are opening up and you finally get to like the scientist hippie looking dude you know and he gave the guy uh the satchel and the dude's just looking and he sees a joint pulls it out and lights it up and keeps looking through the bag and he looks at my dad he's like oh yeah I'm, i'm done and my dad's like did this guy just light a joint in a fucking government facility like that's holy nice. shit, and just walked out but he said you know i guess he was probably like doing stuff like that um like dropping off like packages and shit yeah packages but um he told me how he got his silver star uh he's got a silver star and he said he uh they were pinned down by some gun nest and he took a pistol and a knife and ran up he killed two of the guys and then took the other two guys hostage Damn. But um like I guess he's he was like he didn't want it, you know? It was like one of those things like um the captains whatever they're like, Oh dude, you know, you should have seen that shit. <laughs> you know, 'cause you know, he's he was a small guy, like he was uh like a hundred pounds when he joined the military. Damn. And, yeah, like real small. But he was like super athletic, like super athletic guy. Right. Um quick and he just ran up there, he said he you know, he ran in, he ran behind the nest, got behind it, shot the first guy. He, I think he stabbed one guy and then shot the other guy and then, you know, made the other two quit or, or uh, whatever, give up. 
Interesting, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's that got him a silver star then. Yeah, well he didn't want it because um what was it? Uh a lot of people died. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Yeah, but so he, he felt like, bad taking like a reward or an award, yeah. not a reward, but an award for like, you know, a lot of other people dying and shit. But that's not the way that it works out. I mean, it's just he did something heroic, it sounds like. But it's yeah. gotta be if you actually do something like brave and you actually are a brave person, it's probably very different when you actually get the award, you're like, fuck, I don't deserve this. You know, I couldn't imagine how that feels, yeah. but I could, I could try to understand definitely like why you wouldn't want an award for something like that. He said he decided to uh, wear it in their uh, honor or something sure. or take, take in their honor. But um, also um, he, he was the kind of guy and this is kind of, and I found out this is kind of like a motto for like one of those things, but he, his, thing and the, and i guess what he kind of taught to me you know it's like kind of like you know was uh it's not about the glory uh the deed it's all about the deed not the right. glory you know so you he you know when you do good things for people you don't you do them out of the deed not for the glory or the reward you know right if you like uh they talk i saw one lady talking about certain dudes like these guys could go out and risk their lives do all this crazy shit and save the world but all they get is uh, pat is to pat themselves on the back <laughs> and right. say, "I did this, you know, for the world, and nobody's ever going to know any of this shit." You know, like nobody's going to come pat you on the back. You got to pat yourself on the back. So mm. good job. <laughs> that was- That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's weird, man. I can't imagine that stuff, dude. Like it, it's crazy what some people do throughout their lives you know what i mean it's nuts but oh yeah and and he was you know he had stories about like spy spy shit like uh he was in somalia and uh he was posing as a uh priest okay you know and uh he took a taxi cab drive with these guys and you know he speaks like multiple languages and um he's in the back seat and the taxi cab driver and his friend are in the front and he's sitting there listening to him have a conversation about taking him out to the sugarcane fields <laughs> and killing him and robbing him. Really? Yeah. And I guess when they started talking about that, my dad was like, you know, started speaking in their language. You're like, oh shit, he knows the language. And he started uh, preaching about God and stuff like that and took Damn. out the Bible. But he had his gun inside the Bible. But he was, uh, took out the Bible and started reading them Bible verses and shit like that. And uh, they were like, sorry, Father. Sorry, forgive us. We didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, that's just shows. And he's like explaining how weird people are. Like, these guys are about to kill him <laughs> and rob him. But all of a sudden he says he's a man of God. And they're like, oh, we're wow. sorry. Forgive us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that, like that, like that would change what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to kill somebody that's not a man of God, I guess, I mean, like, it, it is different if you're killing like a total dirtbag. But yeah. it's funny that, uh, that's that's wild, dude. That is some straight movie shit. It sounds like having yeah, like a he... fake Bible with a gun in it. That's dead. <laughs> Hell um, yeah, that's good stuff, man. It's interesting to hear that stuff. I, I mean, I know that you talk about them a lot, but and I'm sure that there's so much that people haven't heard about too. Yeah, like uh, another one I talked about is uh, he, in the Philippines are super superstitious. You know, like they really believe in all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Living, and uh, they have a type of vampire they're called the ashwang okay so my dad uh he bought fake 
vampire teeth. Little ones, you know, little plastic ones that you stick in. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, because he used to uh, stay out there with the, uh, you know, indigenous people and stuff like that. He, you know, live with them and learn from them. Because I guess that's how they train a lot of dudes for the jungle warfare is uh, send them out to the woods to live with these kind of like people. And, um, but he did that. And it was like telling the little kids, oh, I'm the Eshwa, blah, blah, blah. Who's Eshwa? <laughs> and uh, the kids start freaking out. He said, like, all the villagers started pulling out the spears and the bow and arrows and stuff no like way. that. They started Ashwan, making him look. I yeah. see it right here. I see it. I'm going to pull it up while you're talking. They started making him uh, wear, like, certain flowers around his neck. And he said the dude had, like, the bow and arrow, like, drawn back on his head. <laughs> He's Damn. like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh... When the when the practical jokes go too far, huh? Yeah, dude. So you got the um, the vampire, the viscera sucker. Not sure what that is. Uh, oh, this is okay. So this is a different sect of it. This is a um, a, a manigal, I think. Man, oh yeah, yeah. That one is a, a vampire that detaches its upper torso from its legs. And then it floats around and drinks babies with this little tentacle tongue thing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Drinks babies. <sighs> We've got the were dog. This is like a werewolf, right? Call it a were dog, though. Yeah. Um, like some people uh, in the Philippines, like some there's some places because there's 700 islands, so there's only so many different types of people there. Right. Uh, um, but some people in one of the islands or things like that, like they. Uh, Dudes will walk around with Bible pages from the Bible around their belt, you know, and yeah. then on the opposite end, you'd have uh, witches like the warlocks and stuff. And they'd have curses <laughs> and stuff that they'd wear on them. That's crazy, dude. I, now that you're saying this, it reminds me of some type of legend. I I didn't think it was the Philippines, but it sounds a lot like it. That Ashwang that you're referring to, it's like an umbrella term for all these things, right? It's like the, yeah. the vampire, the werewolf, dog, all this stuff. But they um, they say that these things are usually dogs, cats, or pigs. So house animals or a pig, basically. Um, and that was this this most powerful type of black magic that I had ever uh, like researched, according to like all. Let me see what it's called. It's Hutu or some shit. Let me see. Uh, most powerful black magic. Most powerful Pokemon is what pops up first. Most powerful black magic. Maybe it comes from India. Let's see. Most powerful black magic. Uh, Layak. This shit. Mm-hmm. It's from. I swear I, it sounded exactly like what you're talking about, but it's not from there. Uh, where's Layak from? And then we'll get going here shortly because I do have some festivities for the new year. You got any plans for the new year? Um, well, I, hopefully I get off early enough from work to be able to enjoy it. But yeah, uh, I want to get drunk and uh, kiss my woman. There you go, dude. That's what it's about. <laughs> so, That's um, what it's about. <laughs> nice. Maybe get a little more. <laughs> Maybe get a little more than a kiss if you're lucky. Start the new year off right. Uh, hopefully you don't see that. Yeah, right. Well, by the time she does, it's too late, dude. I mean, I am going to post this today, but <laughs> I, I'm sure she wants the same. But yeah, this thing called Leak. I, I think I was pronouncing it wrong. Leak or yeah, Leak, Leak. But 
Yeah, dude, this is it sounds exactly like what you're talking about. This Rangda does that. It's the queen and it's like a disembodied head and torso flying around and it turns people into pigs, cats, or dogs. Sometimes it'll turn people into buildings, which is wild. And the building version of this black magic is the most powerful. Like the building will suck people into it and kill them when it's in when they're inside. It's Damn. a weird, it's a really, really interesting thing. And it reminds me of that Ashwan or what was it, Ashwan you said? Yeah, Ashwang. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dude, check this out if you're into uh, any magic stuff. Layak. Crazy. Crazy shit, but... Yeah, it makes me think that, like, because of these, like, indigenous people, uh, it's all spread out, and they have all their different variations, but it's probably all, you know, originates from one main story, you know? Right. Yeah, they just have different variations of it, because it's weird that each culture throughout the generations and centuries really has like the vampire legend the freaking werewolf or the were dog like all these ghosts obviously is a is a pretty basic one but dude it's nuts that all these people that couldn't communicate back then they all still have similar stories so there's got to be something to them like um because even in in uh here in america there's like uh, what like phoenician and right. viking like artifacts here and uh also in the philippines they found uh phoenician artifacts uh, right. from the middle from the middle east so it kind of says that maybe everything was all in this one spot and it just broke up and spread out and but it all you know um kept that so also like with the, but in the philippines like before like the year like 1800s 1900s there's no there's like the records of the prehistoric philippines is very very slim and that's because uh back in the day what a lot of people theorize is that the philippines was like a gold mine it had like all the gold was over in the philippines you know and uh that's kind of why the yeah spanish came took all the gold and then made wrote in the history books that these people were savages (laughs) that didn't know anything until we showed up and gave them civility you know but theorists say that the philippines is actually a very rich prosperous country in ancient times well, yeah, usually if uh, if it's said that, that they're, like, poor or savages or whatever, usually it's the opposite. Usually. Not always, but it seems like usually that is definitely the case, and I could definitely believe that. It's a really lush area. Doesn't shit grow, like, crazy out there? Yeah, uh, rice and stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, things. And, uh, the, and it makes you wonder, the Catholic Church is always interested in, like, isolated areas where the yeah. people there, you know? And they go there, they learn from the people, steal their shit. And then it makes you wonder, like, is the is the Vatican doing this to learn more about human history? Like, they're actually the ones sending these people out to understand indigenous people so they know history better, you know, because you learn it from the source. You learn it from the oldest, longing people, you know, uh, past, uh, longest generational people, you know. Yeah, the oldest generations out there. And yeah, I mean, you could just, uh, you know, infiltrate these groups and then learn all their shit, learn their their history and their culture, and then wipe them out. That's what they seem to do. So <laughs> it's shitty, but that's what they do. Um, yeah, man, this is interesting, dude. I, I, I always like talking with you, man. Um, talked a little bit about food, gotten to some weird shit. It's always the name of the game. Just meant to be a chill conversation. This one's a little shorter than I would have wanted, but um you know got shit to yeah. do everybody's busy right um, yes yeah, glad to, uh i'm glad to get to finally just talk to you know on on an episode and just 
bullshit. I guess we do it at the tavern. <laughs> yeah, we do it at the tavern. We did that MMA one that was kind of, you know, we were we were getting into some some deep MMA stuff too. But that was there was a lot of just conversation there, man. Yeah, I like doing these, dude. They're just like way more chill. And you know, that's it's like just talking with a buddy, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the whole oh, yeah, point. Yeah. So I'm I'm real thankful that you popped on here. And it's cool that it's the last episode of the year, dude. Last episode of the year over here at the show. So um is there anything else you want to tell people about, like with your show or your work or just anything at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to check out the show, it's the Imaginary Thought, and uh, uh, don't listen to the first three episodes because <laughs> it's just me rambling. Uh, I'd say <laughs> I started episode four. Okay. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing like the first episode is like one of my most popular episodes because I'm just like, damn, there goes like viewers. <laughs> Well, maybe people like that shit, you know, maybe people don't like just uh, just hearing somebody's thoughts. I mean, there's different all kinds of different shows out there. So there's something for everybody. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, a, I mean, it's a good show. You guys seem to have a lot of fun. You can tell that you're all real friends in real life. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we're trying to get more guests on and uh, branch out. maybe even like do something like this, like take a break from the conspiracy stuff, because just like with art or anything like that. If you're getting writer's block or something like that, you just got to walk away. Yeah. Do something else and then get the inspiration, come back to it. Yeah. I'm lucky when I find topics that I'm really interested in. Like right now, the, the whole, uh, Russian cosmism stuff is completely interesting to me. But yeah, dude, I've had those, those times where it's like, man, it's kind of sucks doing this every single day, like just constantly looking at dark shit. It, it, <laughs> it gets tight. It gets old, dude. So. Yeah, man, having fun is is important. Taking breaks, doing all that shit, it's fun. Are you releasing any episodes before the end of the year? I guess you just got today, or are you just kicking it off in the new year? Oh, yeah, just kicking it off into the new year. Cool, man. But, uh, yeah. Excited to see where you guys go in 2023, man. And thank you for being my last episode of the year. Oh, man, thank, thanks for having me on, dude. Is, you know, it's always great talking to you and stuff. And, you know, I hate, I hate to keep, you know, <laughs> put you up, but. If it wasn't for you, man, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be out here doing any of this stuff, you know, because uh, you kind of kicked it all off, you know. Well, thanks, man. So I, I, I think that. you did it. I think you did it yourself. You just, um, if you feel like I helped, that it's an honor that well, I. And... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. No, but, no. Uh, I was, I was gonna just gonna say, say that, it's uh... just an honor that I. We think we got a lag here towards the end. My bad, but it, it's it is an honor that you say that, man. But I think you did it yourself, dude. Hundred percent. Well, I'll say, um you you gave me faith again because you know i've been contacting all these dudes they're all like truthers hey let's get this and like it made me realize there's still real people out here really you know trying to unravel truth and share share knowledge with people and stuff like that and uh it's like you're not a you're not a fed i don't <laughs> <laughs> out of all the out of all the conspiracy theories out there like that if you were like a cia like fed plant like that would just blow my mind i couldn't <laughs> i wish i mean i i uh, wish i could say that i had some kind of cia ties but i i just don't i think it'd be kind of sick to learn some of that shit but yeah. man it's uh it, it, yeah it's nice to hear that though ron honestly it's super cool but and you guys are killing it i hope that you guys do big things over there with the show and just get what you want out of it have fun and all that shit you're getting married soon too right uh engaged so you're it's engaged still, right now yeah it's planned out uh yeah it's, <laughs> i'm I'm not too, too much of it. yeah yeah it's it's good there's no you know no worry like I, yeah i don't she's perfect for me obviously i go out 
to the public telling people I've seen reptilians and all this crazy shit. Yeah, she's, yeah. She don't want she she's cool. Like she I've kind of like taught her stuff, but she like tells me, okay, that's my limit. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut it off right there. Yeah, when you start talking about interdimensional reptiles, it's uh it's a lot for some people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's good that you got your person there and you guys are are happy. I, I wish you guys nothing but luck, man. Um, Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Of course, dude. Last episode of the year, guys. Reach out to Ron Weed. You uh, you have your Instagram too, right? Oh yeah, it's a uh, Berserk Space Cowboy. Berserk Space Cowboy. Do you have uh? Do you do much on there anymore? I see you post every once in a while. Oh uh, yeah, I, I post sometimes. Actually, um, I I just did a this that number symbol thing that black and white yeah. like. Num- uh, I just uh, figure out this new like thing where I just put dots on there. And it's straight straight dots, right? But uh, when you look at it, it turns into an optical illusion. It looks like five circles. So it's like square, like a straight line becoming a curvature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw it. I think you tagged me in that. But yeah, I, I think that that stuff's wild, dude. It's so interesting. So check out Ron Weed's work if you're interested in this Gematria stuff, uh, all the numbers and, and all that stuff. I think that you're pretty good at breaking that down very simply for people to where even someone like me that knows nothing about math, it's always my, I still have my nightmares to this day that I didn't get to graduate high school because of math. I still dude, have I, nightmares. Dude. I'm actually a, a high school dropout. <laughs> well, still, you, you, I mean, you can't say that you don't understand math though. That's a fact. It seems like you definitely understand math, but, uh, and that's funny. I didn't know you dropped out of high school, dude, but you're still fucking doing it. So, uh, high yeah. school is pretty damn pointless. I will say the, I didn't learn the high school. The thing. high school told me like, dude, you're not going to fucking like, you might as well just quit. <laughs> oh man. Well, Hey, you did and you're fine. So yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. Well, thank you again, dude. And uh, check out the imaginary room of thought. These guys are doing new episodes at the beginning of the year and all that good stuff. Interesting stuff, fun conversations over there. And um, back to normal episodes on either Sunday or Monday, guys. Obviously, this is coming out Saturday. But um, if you made it through, got to listen to some goofy shit that we talked about here. Um, normal episodes coming back probably tomorrow. So thank you for all for listening. Check out Ron's work. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.